Helping people is, like, an amazing fucking feeling. Yeah. Like, it actually is really incredible. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or, like, even, yeah, perception of help, I guess. Yeah. But I was thinking earlier today about something I want to start doing is walking around, um, or when I, when I go on walks, um, bring, like, pre-written notes mm-hmm. that I can just give to strangers that are nice, like, just that say nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Yeah, I wanna I wanna help make people a little bit happier. You don't think that they would see that as like disingenuous though? Not if I give it to them and just walk away. Hmm. But That's like, what... I don't know. It's because it just reminds me of like, like in um, high school, they would do this thing where they'd do like positivity day. Mm. You just come up and I think do a similar sort of thing, like just like write notes on desks or something, or they give you notes. They're yeah. just like you're beautiful. It's like. No, I'm fucking not. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah. could be that could be it. Um, it could. It has to do partly with what the actual message is. Right. I also think it has something to do with, um, like with the context with a positivity day. It's like no one is, um, no one is going out of their way to do it. It's like it is the natural course. Yeah. And I think it might change if it's just a random stranger who is getting nothing out of it. But I also see what you're saying where, like, yeah. it's still impersonal. Yeah, I, I think if, I, like, walking this through for myself, like, if that happened to me in a public situation, I feel like I would not care about the note or the, like, niceness of it. Mm-hmm. I think I would just be happy because someone, like, talked to me or, like, went out of their way to interact with me. Yeah. Personally. So I guess, so in that way, I can, I can, I can see the value in and it. And I think that's it, too. It's like... Yeah, it's, and for some reason it it would be weirder or more off-putting if a person stopped and said hello to you and then spoke the thing. Yeah. Rather than handing you the note. Yeah. No, um. Which is weird to think about. That's fair. I don't know. I mean, you could also just say shit. You could. I think it's, I think it feels weird because it feels more like this person is, this person is trying to get something for themselves by telling me this nice thing. Oh, so you're saying, like, by the time they open it up and look at it, you're gone. Kind exactly. Of I'm saying yeah. you literally hand it, you keep walking. Right. No, that, that does make sense. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, for, for me still, even in that situation, just having an interaction with another person, a novel interaction with another person, yeah. really fucking valuable to me. Exactly. Like, I, I just, I'm reminded of, like, I don't know, one thing I really struggled with this semester, and, like, I've been, like, tossed around in my head, is, like... Like, how do I get to this point where I'm, ha- I'm making friends in class? Because this is, like, what we were talking about earlier. Where, like, I can really only be extroverted and likable and sociable when I have people around me that I like and that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And obviously in class, it's never the case. So I'm always, you know... The loner. You know, fucking Paul Plain. Uh, very boring. Oh, God. In my <laughs> classes. Okay. Very boring. Yep. Okay. And, uh, you know... I'm, so I, I have no charisma. Um, yes. So I, I struggle trying to, like, get, um, like, make interactions, develop yeah. friendships. And I see, like, you know, people talking and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that should be me. Yeah, how is that possible? How are they doing that? And, and yeah. yeah. And it sucks because you know that it's the pressure that you're putting on yourself to yeah. be charismatic that makes it so that you can't be. Because, like, I know for another realization I've had recently is, like, everybody else is like that. Yeah. Like, I think most, like almost everybody just wants like attention of some kind. Yeah. Like, and 
So I'm like, I could, I know, like, I know almost for a fact, I could just turn to this person and be like, sup, and just fucking talk with them. Yeah. But I, for some reason, don't let myself. Yeah. Um, anyway, my point was, like, to go back to what you were saying earlier, like, my ultimate, one thing that just ultimately felt good to me is when, like, some guy who I had two classes with just came up to me and, like, asked me about a test, like, after we had just taken one. Yeah. And he's like, how'd you think about that test? And, like, as silly as it was, like, it made my heart fucking sore. Just that, like, someone singled me out to, like, give me any kind of attention, to be honest. Because um, mm. I was so much, like, like see, like, just, like, building up the courage to just do the same thing yeah. to him or anybody in that situation. Yeah. So when I finally was able to realize that, it felt really great as, like, minute and kind of meaningless as it was, ultimately. You know what I'm saying? Because it, like, showed you that it was possible? In a way, yeah. Or just, I don't know. It, it also just kind of did... What I was, I guess, too fucking scared to do. I yeah. Don't know. You know. For sure. So, yeah, that way I think just getting any attention is kind of awesome. Yeah. Especially from people who you know. Or, or from people you know, like, you don't expect to give you attention, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think that's... Um, Never mind. That's it? Nah. Okay. Was it, like, insane or something? No. Just don't feel like it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I... It's, it's weird. Because I really, really, really want to give people that attention a lot, but it's, it's just so easy to second-guess yourself, especially when you have this image of yourself that, like... Because of the situation, I'm not charismatic and right. I'm gonna, again, I'm gonna project discomfort and I'm gonna make the other person uncomfortable. And, like, sure, I could, like, if I did it right, then I would make them feel good about getting this positive attention, but I just don't think I'm gonna do it right. Mm. Like, um, so, so what are you saying? Like, it's all, it's all personal, it's all mental. Yeah, well, to an extent. And I'm, yeah. and I'm saying just like, like, if someone, I feel like if someone comes up to you and and almost like is is anxious and insecure and you feel like you need to comfort them mm-hmm. um that's bad. Mm. So like I don't want to make yeah. people feel like they have to comfort me. Yeah, I mean me neither, but a lot of the times like that is kind of what I do need. So, like, do you think there's a way to do it, like, coyly? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? What you need, you're saying what you need is for someone else to comfort you? Like, when you're introducing yourself to them? In some cases. Or, like, I just, I don't know, some sort of general understanding that, like, I'm allowed to... Interact with them? Yeah. You're safe? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's, because it's, like, no one is obliged to do that, but, like, I don't know, man. It would just... Like, my, like, my, like, sick little fucked up fantasy is just that, like, someone will turn to me and just be like, hey. Same. You know? Absolutely. And and to me, that's, like, that is that. That is them saying, this is good. Like, like you're chill. Like, you can you can say what you want at that yes. point. Like, that almost does all the work I need to, to just, like, be able to. Just someone taking the leap. Yeah. Of actually starting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In almost every case. Yeah. That, that's plenty for and me. And so, if you're yeah. the one saying, hey then it, it takes something else. Yeah. 
That's like 50 times harder. Yes. I totally get you. Like I like I could tell someone like I won't No, I probably shouldn't say that. I I could like I could say something like extremely like um cringy. Extre- yeah. Let, let's just say like um like it would be easier for me to like go up to like somebody and be like um uh um I love you. After they said hey to me, than me saying hey to them in the first place. Yeah. I believe you. Among other, I mean, I could go it's on like for a, like it's other It's like a phrases. power dynamic thing. Like you, like you are given the power by not going out of your way to introduce yourself. It means yeah. that they're they're highlighting you as special in a way. Yeah, or it's it just gives it just also just indicates to me that like they're down, you know. Yeah. They're DT DTF down to friend. Fuck yeah. Or fuck, I guess, depending on the context. context yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that to me is like incredibly fucking meaningful. So, I mean, I, that's kind of what I, what I hope for in, in most situations. Like just that. for someone to walk up and say hi. Yeah. 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 And but, also just hope to be that person. Hope to be able to be that person more. Oh yeah. But I know I never will. Unless I'm like a little bit drunk. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, feeling myself. I don't know. Never. Never's a long time. It is a long time, but I don't know, man. I feel like it's just a matter of practice. I don't know. I feel the same way a lot where I'm just like, it just feels so viscerally problematic to do that. But, um. You just do like exposure therapy. Exactly. I just need to do that more. But I, I need something to hold me accountable to it because my brain gives me ways out all the time. But here's the problem though, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because the obvious accountability is, oh, we're in a we're at a party together. I say go talk to that fucking girl or, I don't know, whoever. Um, the tall, handsome man. If it was you and another guy talking about me. Of course. Um, but that's not the same thing and it never will be. Because, again, I have someone there with me that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. You, it's, it's about practicing being that person for yourself. Yeah. And that's and that, I think that actually speaks to a lot of like problems, right? That are just completely different socially and personally. And personally, it's just so much harder for me to change things about myself when I'm alone or when mm. I'm I'm struggling with these issues on my own. I guess maybe therapy is like kind of another way to do that. That's still technically personal, even though it's social in a way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or I mean, journaling is another way journaling. to think about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is. It is very hard. It's just really. I feel like it's almost because being with another person automatically means your sample size of whether something is right is is doubled, but it all it feels like it's multiplied by a hundred. Yeah. Because the validity of another person's opinion feels so much more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no. Yeah. If someone like assents to something I'm doing, it's like okay, then that's that is right. Yeah. You know, like that is truth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. If I don't have to trust myself, then we're chilling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anything to just kind of not stand on your own feet in a way. Yeah. Is really nice. Just take the responsibility off your own shoulders. Yeah. Exactly. Which is why, yeah, I think that building up like social confidence to go talk to somebody is completely unworkable. Um, for myself, by myself. I don't know. And I, I don't know if I could ever really get over that, except for through, like, sheer willpower. You know? Yeah. But don't you think you can find that willpower? 
I don't know. I haven't really been able to for most of the things. <laughs> so that sounds difficult. Mm, yeah. It's definitely not easy. Yeah. I, I like to think it's possible, though. Probably. Mm. Probably. Yeah. It's just like being okay with... Because what, what is at the heart of... Of... Like, what are you really worried about happening? Yeah. Probably, like, just rejection, I guess. Yeah. I just... I, I don't know. I feel like there's something more with rejection. It really leads me back to the perception of... Like, needing this particular perception of myself. Yeah, that too. Like, I want it to go in a way. You know? Yeah, I need to project this certain version of me. Yeah. It's like I want to hide... I, I don't know. I think I, I like... I separate my idea of my anxious self from what is a more authentic self that comes out of being, like, more confident yeah. in certain situations. Yeah. And I want to hide that anxious self, and I think that anxious self is going to be birthed when I approach random people. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, I also like small talk that is almost the only way you can go in those situations is, mm. like, pretty painful for me. So, yeah. like, that's also, like, not who, like, who I am, or I guess not the version of myself that I would project. So that's difficult for me. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't personally conceptualize how people talk to other people, like, in most cases. And it kind of scares me. Like, how does somebody go up and talk to somebody and make it, like, casual and comfortable and, comfortable and interesting? Yeah. And I know I really can't do that. So that also fucks me up, because I'm like oh, this is going to be so weird, like, and I i don't know if I'm going to be able to realistically get past this point to a point where they are, like, you know, where I can be, like, sort of chill or whatever yeah. that I normally am or try to be and, like, get this person to like me. Yeah. So, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just kind of see it as, like, a ticking time bomb. Sure. Where it's, we, like, I, I need to fucking, like, hurry up or, like, this is boned. Like, this is going to, this is going to blow up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, again, it's, like, a lot of, it's, like, a lot of pressure. And yeah. I, I feel the same in terms of, like specifically, like fear of reaching that awkward pause. Yeah. That's horrifying. Um, but the way you describe it, it almost feels like that's the type of thing where, where a seminar would would help. Yeah. Like just, just, I feel like conversation, making conversation with anyone is probably a skill that can be very like technically developed. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. That that does make sense. Yeah. yeah just feeling like you have a plan to go in could be massively helpful. But I also sometimes feel like I, I don't know, I think about, obviously you do this too, like think about lines or ways the conversation could go if you walk up to someone. Yeah. And then anytime I do that, I, like the scenarios that I run in my head, I explicitly don't want to do. Yeah. Right? In the moment? Yeah. I, I think most cases. It, like it eliminates it as a possibility, the fact that I thought about it as a possibility. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I would say so. It's it's just some, I don't know. I, I do think I'm at my best when I'm not, like, convoluted, when I'm not overthinking things. Yes, of course. So. Totally. But I usually, when I'm in those situations, it's usually the opposite. I'm usually still kind of stuck in the mode of, like, how can I do this correctly? Exactly. You know? Exactly. I feel like I've only really just recently been getting better at that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, yeah, it's like not overthinking. Yeah. Like with... It's weird. Like, it's hard to control the thoughts. But with 
with the D and D night that we did the other night, yeah. um, I feel like I was I was able to to calm the thoughts a little bit. And even though like it's it's a balance because the overthinking is still happening. I'm yeah. still constantly like like what eye contact do I make? Like um, when do I want to insert myself and not? But it's becoming weirdly I feel it becoming more natural to to know which thoughts and ideas I want to express, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's good. Like, so without thinking about it, like just more like autonomic kind of thing. I think it's, it's more that I think about it, but I come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is the overthinking that is, a, that becomes a constant loop of like, of like, like you settle on not knowing, not having an answer to right. a question and then you can't move past that. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it's the like, the insolubility of it. Like you just, you don't know which way to go. That really fucks you up. Exactly. The paralyzing yeah. aspect. And so instead, I feel like I'm, I'm answering the questions for myself more often. Mm-hmm. So I'm not stuck and I move on and I act. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I think, I think that's really good. Yeah. Even if you act, I think acting bad is acting is better than... Like, making the wrong choice is better than not making one at all. Exactly. In most cases. <laughs> yes. Because the, in the thing that prevents you from making any choice is, is the idea that it matters if you make the wrong choice. Yeah. Which it almost never does. No. Yeah. No. Unless you, like, fucking kill a guy. Yeah. And you're just kind of, like, stuck with that. Yeah. That shit, man. We don't have to go there, but, like, I, I just think every once in a while, like, if you do something fucked up... Like, that's, you just roll with that, you know? What do you mean? Like, so few other decisions carry that much weight, but, like, you do one thing one time, that shit is just, colors the rest of your existence, or, mm. or like, you know? I don't know. But, yeah. Well, it, it, at least in other people's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're, like, a completely, like, twisted psychopath, like. Or, or like a spiritual guru who is able to completely detach yourself from your past. Yeah, that is true. Or what? Probably rarer though. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Then complete psychopaths. Those are also very rare. Yeah, complete psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But in in most cases, obviously, it's like that colors your life, like and like an yeah. actual like like genuine sense of like what your life looks like, and just also like, I'm sure your mental life. You're feeling about it. Yeah. I mean, my my uncle like killed somebody. What? He just like didn't give a fuck about it. It was manslaughter. Wow. It was manslaughter. Holy shit! And like we have a joke in our family because like he just like it's like almost comic how like much he doesn't really give a fuck. Holy shit! Yeah, that's wild. It's pretty weird, right? Um, yeah, but I also think I respect it because I think, I think no, like, like feeling shitty about it doesn't do anything for anyone. Yeah. It, the only thing it does is is it's just another defense mechanism to show people that you are less of a psychopath maybe but it doesn't it's not like it actually serves you to just constantly dwell on this thing I mean unless it would it would allow you to do that again sure which I assume it hasn't no you just ran over a guy at night yeah <laughs> didn't fuck about it like a dude with wife and kids <laughs> and he's like this kind of did the New York too like eh kind of think about it whenever it's been brought up well do you think he just didn't think that he was actually in the wrong yeah definitely that that does it for you definitely and you don't even have to forgive yourself i mean but certain things like if even if you're not in the wrong like it's still bad mm. like if if someone like i would still it's still fuck me up like if someone was like 
you know, fucking jumping me. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, a weapon. Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, I had to off them for it. Yeah. Like, I'd still feel pretty bad about that, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, but I, do you think... What do you think the feeling would be? Like, the bad feeling, more specifically? It'd be hard to, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's something you can only feel if you've been in that situation, but... I think it would probably be just something like sadness. I think I would be constantly second-guessing whether or not I actually had to do the thing. That too. Yeah, just... Yeah, probably just doubt and sadness. Like, a sadness of, like, why did this have to be me? Why did I have to be the one? Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, like, in the rightness, it only goes so far for me. You know? Mm. Like, in this... I mean, even in, like, less extreme examples that I guess I can't speak from personal experience of... Yeah, like not killing. I haven't killed anybody, by the way. Woo! Um, but like, when I have been in the right, in like arguments, I usually very rarely feel good about it. You know, mm. like like when when I have to tell somebody like you know go fuck yourself like whatever, I, I I'm trying to think of a specific example, but like just in confrontations I've had with friends, even when I know like in a moral or like existential way like I'm in the right, I'm the one who didn't fuck up here. I, it still makes me feel bad to like bash on somebody. Yeah. In most just cases. Anti-confrontation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a big part of it is, as you said, like second guessing myself, yeah. um, which also weighs on me, but just also feelings of like general, like unjustification. Yeah. Like I shouldn't like, I, this is not the proper way to be dealing with this. That's the thing. It's not yeah. like, it's not like you might not be second guessing whether or not you were right, but it's yeah. like, what if, I was wrong in communicating my rightness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, both things kind of fuck with me. Yeah. Lie, but... Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I, I think about that all the time. Again, because the, the pretentiousness aspect. Like, I don't... I, I, I hate, like, projecting to people that that I know that I am right and that what they are thinking or feeling is wrong and I think it comes from this place of like of it comes from the self-doubt of like it has led me to constantly question and answer questions and find rationality behind everything and so it's it makes it so that it's very it can often be easy for me to like poke holes when other people haven't done as much overthinking about things um but and, and yeah, I don't know. I think about it a lot because I, it almost feels like it's rude to, to poke holes sometimes. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, like, I, most cases, feel bad when I have to point something out, even when I know it's true. Even though I'm working with, like, stupid fucking kids. Yeah. Because I'm a tutor. Yeah. And, like, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, and I could just be like, shut up! <laughs> I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, in most cases, I, I prefer to just be gentle and, like, walk them through it. Like, of course. And you sometimes I will get mad and I'll just, like, sort of callously be like no like like did you just listen to me kind of thing but it's yeah. really just not my nature they're just like i don't know it's it's yeah it's, it's, it's honestly in a lot of ways a bad thing yeah because i think a lot of times people do need a slap in the face to be honest but like it is yeah genuinely in a lot of cases hard for me to like just be honest but when i <laughs> you know like it, sure. it just kind of hit people with cold water kind of thing yeah it's yeah. I think it's less hard for me. I, again, I'm oh. very, I'm quite out of pocket. Uh, I would no, I'd say you're very in pocket. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know really what the pocket is, but you, you do very much just kind of say, say and do as it is, you know. 
Yeah, that's why. Is that, I think that's more out of pocket. You think so? Yeah, but that we don't need to stick. In the I don't chart. really know what the pocket is. Pocket. What is the pocket? <laughs> the allegory, the rest of the pocket. Yeah, allegory of the pocket. <laughs> yeah, what the pod? The what the pocket is? Pod podcast. The pocket podcast. The pod. The podcast. Podcast. Pocket cast. Um. Yeah, I I do I do prefer to be blunt. You do shoot straight, but I think also you mostly shoot straight when you're prompted to. Oh yeah. Like I don't think you go out of your way to just like say shit. Yeah, because because I think trying like like saying what you think matters, but also people's feelings matter. So it's not like you just want to go around saying every single thing that you think about yeah. people regardless of whether it's going to hurt them. Um, <laughs> right? So it's it's kind of weird to figure out yeah, I, like, of the things I do say, I am going to be truthful, and I'm yeah. going to say the extent to which I think them. Yeah. But but it's still a question of, what do I say? And so when I'm prompted, I know what there is to say. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, even then, you still have to make a judgment, like, how far are you going to go? You know? Yeah. Like, it's, if I say, like, how much do you like me? Like, you can just say, like, we're good, for, like, we're friends, but you don't have to be like, but there's also this. And also, I don't really like this about you, you know, like, and, and you can, you have, there, there are, like, you know, exceptions and there decisions you have to make. There's still ambiguity. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think that's part of what helps, part of how the overthinking does serve me, is yeah. that, like, I have a collection of all the thoughts that will contribute to answering a prompt. Yeah. So, but you just have to worry about, like, how to assemble it, you know? Yes. And that is, that does, that is very hard for me. Yeah. More and more as I listen to these podcasts, I just realize, or I, I notice more instances where I have to build up so much mm-hmm. to actually say the thing that I mean. Like, are you saying you're doing that, like, as we speak? Or, like, is it more, like, looking back, you, you remember that kind of thing? What do you mean? Like, you have to build up, what do you mean? Like, in the sense of, like, to bring yourself ready to say something? Yes, like, I... I precursor I you prelude prelude is that a verb um to prelude yeah yeah sure I prelude so mm. much of what I say with qualifiers almost like Preface. I think or I feel okay. or or something to make it seem less certain yeah um yeah just to defend myself yeah I mean I, I feel like that's also kind of just like a defense mechanism like you always want to add qualifiers you want to give yourself exits you know yeah if because it's all like if I make a bold statement, it's a lot harder to back out of that. Yeah, you know, exactly. And I also think it's just truly representative of the self doubt that I do feel. Yeah, but I mean, I I do think you you say things confidently, even when they are out of, out slash out of pocket. Yeah, whichever way we're looking at the pocket, I guess. Like mm. like I you, you say things without hesitation when prompted to. Like I could probably get you to do it if I wanted to. Do you? Yeah. Do you want to? I think so. Then prompt me. Okay, well, um, I don't know, like, um, one thing, one, like, one, okay, so, uh, how attractive do you think I am? I've told you this before. Okay, yeah, you have told me that before. But that, that was, like, one of the first instances I noticed of you doing that yeah. with, like, boldness. So, to, to diversify it a little bit, pick someone in your head. That you know, mm-hmm. and don't say their name in case they listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. and tell me how attractive you think they are. 6.8. Wow. 
Why? Why do I think they're that attractive? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm just going based off looks mostly. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, it's hard to describe why. I thought of a man. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to describe why I thought of. I mean, I think of him as cock, jawline, uh, eyes. Eyes, yes. Kind of like facial structure, yeah. smile, um, facial hair. Uh, yeah. Adam's apple? N- not particularly. Okay. I mean, dumpy. Dumpy. You sure you're not describing me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I the Actually, the problem with that example is that, like, I feel like it's a lot easier to do. To I didn't. You didn't name a name. It's it much it. safer. Yeah, it is much safer. Yeah, but I think points still stands. Yeah, generally people are reluctant to be, um, especially about looks. Looks are delicate. It's yeah. People are reluctant to be honest about looks if they think they have a negative opinion. Yeah. So that's yeah. I, but in in that sense, I do think you are maybe done. Maybe it, it doesn't seem like it to me to an outside viewer, but I do think usually it comes with. Pretty impulsively to you when you ask. When I ask, mm. it's it doesn't really though. You, you, no, you do have like it's a conscious decision of like, like I I I know, but this is, it's also because it's a it's an equation that I've run before. Like, yeah, I know what is what the polite or white lie thing to say is, but I also have I've run the calculus that I know that I don't want to say that. I want to say what I actually think. Yeah. So, so it comes easy in, in most cases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in case when I'm prompted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that—that's what I was. We just said yeah like five fucking times. Classic white guy podcast. Classic white guy podcast. Um. But um. It is um, I, I do think. Um, it is something that. I guess can be worked on and be improved. Yeah. That sort of confidence. Definitely. Yeah. And it does help to listen to hours of yourself speaking. Do you do listen back? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, cause I make minor edits in almost all of them. Wow. Like I'll cut out long pauses that we didn't shit. Also it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I love looking back at media like I make. Exactly. But I don't know if I could do this cause I genuinely hate the sound of my voice. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think that's an exposure therapy type of thing that's easy to fix. Yeah. Because I also hate my voice when I hear it, but it's kind of just, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Can you, like, um, cut out things? Yeah. Like anything? Are you going to cut this out? Um, probably. Do you think it's, like, a different person? It's, like, but, like, when you're editing, is that, like, a different person? When I'm editing, like, is the editor a different person than the podcaster? Yeah, if you are now. No. Okay. No, I don't think I don't that. know. It's just a line of thought. Of That's fine. <laughs> don't mean to invalidate you by chuckling. No, do it. Make me feel like shit. You suck. Your opinions are worthless. Honestly, true. I think um, no. I think it, it is kind of like a um, a nice cold splash of water when someone tells me like you suck. 
like when like so in that sense that's I gen- why I try to do it yeah no in that sense I do genuinely appreciate when you say something that's like out of pocket yeah yeah and that's the whole reason I do it I was yeah. talking this about about this on my podcast with Paula that I just released um you can't the only way that you can have real trust with someone is if they told you difficult truths and not just easy ones because if they tell you only easy ones ones that you like to hear then it means that those could all just be white lies yeah yeah no that, that's definitely true it, it, it you need that baseline of like okay this is real enough to where I can I can understand that they're not like yes manning me or whatever exactly yeah but I I mean I don't know, just in general, like, in a more broader sense, I do feel like everything is so fucking, like, this is going to sound so, like, Jordan Peterson or whatever, but, like, I do feel like there are way too many, like, gold stars kind of thing. Like, what do you mean? Like, too many participation trophies. Ah. Uh, like, in, not in, like, a genuine, like, you know, competition, like, like, science fair, but, like, also just in a social, like, overall social way. Like, I think, I, I don't know, I, I think, um... I guess, to speak from my personal experience, like, I really only improved as a person and as a social human being by, like, being told what I'm wrong, what I do wrong, and usually feeling really bad about it. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a fucked up truth, but, like, there are a lot of situations where, like, it is kind of helpful to be bullied a little bit. It's true. Or to be told it in a polite way that says, you did this wrong, and it's okay. I sort of think bullying is better. <laughs> you think you need to be traumatized? I don't know. No, not traumatized. That's the thing, though. I can be politely told that, like, what happened, and I'll still feel like shit about it. Yeah. I won't, though. I Well, I, I will, but, like, less so. Like, I think trauma okay, is, like, if we were, like, in a group of people. Sure. And I was like, and you said it's a, a, a dumb joke or something. And I went, that was fucking annoying. Like, that was not <laughs> funny. I hate you. Right? And I feel like that could fuck me up. But, like, if we were, like, I guess if I, like, was later talking to you and I'm, like, in this kind of setting. Sure. And I was like, dude, that was not fucking funny. Yeah. In, like, a sort of, like, curt well, way. Like, when you told me that I came over to your house and stank one day. Did that? Yeah. Actually, yeah. So, like... Was that like was that like hurtful to you in the way that I worded that? Um. No, no. Do you th- did it? Because like I, maybe but it does it does make me like uh, probably a little bit more vigilant, a little vigilant? more cautious about Jesus. it. Vigilant, vigilant, a little wow. more conscious of it, right? Yes. I don't know. But I, I'm already very conscious about it, so like there wasn't a lot, and I just yeah. fucked up one time. Yeah. Okay. So, but in that situation. Sure. But like, let's say you hadn't been. Let's well, I have you... another perfect, yeah, I have a perfect example for this. Yeah. Because um, I went out with Alvaro and Joe and um, Gabrielle's friends, yeah. like on St. Patrick's Day. And, yeah. um, and I like, I fucking, I unbuttoned my shirt while we were out dancing. And, um, oh, it's hard to even say. I'm so ashamed. But afterwards, like Alvaro, Alvaro told me that they, they like, had talked about it and thought that it was kind of weird. Um, and that, <laughs> that hurt me. Um, and I haven't done it since. So, but did that hurt you in a way that like you think it improved your behavior or like, did it hurt you just that stung kind of thing? Oh, it improved my behavior in that. Like I, I don't won't or ever do it again. For the record, I think taking off your shirt's kind of awesome. 
I I don't believe you. I think you're trying to sabotage me. I'm not. Were you at a club? Um, like a bar? Just, yeah. I didn't take it off. I unbuttoned it. All the way down? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. But you're telling me there weren't, like, 30 other, like, Boston Irish fat guys who unbuttoned their shirt? I don't know. In the bar around Probably you? Probably not. I don't know, man. I think that's chill. But, at the very least, it taught you with that group. Or yeah. that type of person, you can't do that. Yeah. Even if it's, I don't know. I could argue about taking off your shirts, like, in a broader sense. But, yeah, totally. But, but, that's, but, but the point is, is in that particular context, you learn that. Exactly. Right? And the, the, point is, the point is just, like, like, whatever this is doing for me, it's yeah. not enough to make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. I care more about that. Yeah. yeah. Make people uncomfortable? Yeah. With those abs? <laughs> I know. Um, ridiculous yeah but but you learn something from it yeah so I think yeah I, I mean I, I think yeah feeling bad is part of the equation yeah I mean feeling bad is the trauma I don't it's, it's weird like trauma feels like such a strong word but it really is just feeling really bad yeah no definitely I don't know um, it's, it's a fine line to walk because I think that things can be bad to the point where they really do fuck you up Mm-hmm. I don't want to validate that, but they have been, you know, but like, I, I think in a lot of cases, it's like just being brought to reality and knowing what someone is actually thinking is extremely helpful. Yes. And I, and I think in almost every case, um, like it just being like validated without um, concession is just like kind of been bad for me, you know. Ah, yeah. Oh, I I definitely agree. Yeah. Well, because it makes it. I feel like it makes it so that your biggest fear is just the idea that people think all these things about you without ever saying them and with just continually validating them. That that too. But I mean, I th- I think for me personally, mm-hmm. it's not even that. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that I know or. I'm not thinking about these things that are probably genuinely bothering people, you know? Because, like, I, there have been points in my life where I've acted in certain ways consistently, mm-hmm. and I just had no sense of consciousness of it because no one spoke up about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I not in the sense that, like, that's their fault. It's kind of their fault in the sense that, like, they could have affected some change. Sure. But I, at the end of the day, I, I, I guess I didn't have the, the, the guts or the... I don't awareness. know, willpower or whatever you want to, the consciousness, I guess. You awareness, could say. yeah. Awareness, yeah, to recognize it and affect it on yeah. my own. Yeah, so yeah, it's definitely like a, a big part of it is you, but it's it's just like, yeah, it would have been nice for someone to help me out Yeah. and mention something. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone's, everyone's scared. Everyone's so fucking scared, man. Yeah, that's some, honest, I'll be honest, like, like this past weekend with Ryan, it was starting to to bug me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm uh, so scared all the time. Just in the sense of, like, cautiousness? Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, not willing to, to take risks or push out of a comfort zone at all. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a little bit different, though, because he can be very blunt. Yes. In, in, make, in being honest about what he thinks about things are, that other people are doing. Definitely. Yes. Um, but, I yeah, I mean, it's, I think they're sort of contextually different a little bit. You know, I yeah, I agree. I might have strayed off too far. I kind of forget where we had just come from. We were just talking about like um, 
it's being honest about like how you feel about something and what that does yes yeah but i mean so what are you saying that like it sort of scared you off from from doing things because it was it was too like reluctant or in, or in a sense um i forget what my point was it's okay i feel like there was a bridge in the conversation that i that brought me there that i just forgot my mind jumps around okay yeah but um yeah but bluntness it's um it's helpful in a lot of cases yeah and it shows and it shows you that this person like recognizes this thing that you've done that that you do that might be bothersome to them or others yeah. and that might that you might take harshly but them being blunt about it, it I feel like signals acceptance yeah in a way I mean I mean because usually in most cases the ultimate outcome is I still love you I still care about exactly. you exactly and and I, I don't know I, I guess I guess you could tell some random asshole like go fuck yourself because XYZ yeah and you never want to see them again yeah but in a lot of cases I guess if you talk to your friend you know I you do you would do it in a way of like I ultimately want to see you improve yeah well that's the thing it's it's like acknowledging that we want people to be blunt with us because it's helpful for us yeah at least for me that that is what enables me to be blunt with others because I know that the intention I don't know the intention can get murky sometimes I feel like if I'm being blunt I'm doing it like it's coming from a place of wanting to step above the other person be on the high horse yeah but um but I know that that a big part of it is like is is knowing that it is helpful and it is accepting so the only problem is I, I don't think a lot of people realize that yeah it's a lot about delivery too which sucks because it's hard for me to curate my delivery of words. Yeah. To just do it in a way that's not like extremely offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like to I talk down. Cause as much as I'm saying right now, I understand this. Like sometimes when you or other people have said blunt things to me in the past, I do take it gutterly and like offensively, you know, but I, I do think it, it, it's valuable, but it, it's even then acknowledging that it's still challenging. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I totally agree. It's, it's always still painful. Yeah. But, um, like the Alvaro example is perfect because after he told me, I was like, dude, that sucks. That makes me incredibly sad, but please keep telling me things like this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that happens. That happens with stuff like, like things I'm not invited to. Yeah. If I notice people like, not addressing those things or trying to talk around them. Yeah. Um, I feel much worse about that than I do about, than I do hearing Bluntness. about the thing. Um, Agreed. And like, yeah, once I, when I first hear about the thing that I'm not invited to, it'll suck. It'll feel horrible. But then in like 30 seconds, it'll pass. And There's I'll... almost always a good reason for it too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because we're not, we're not horrifically socially inept. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it also is funny to me, though, in the sense that, like, I take things so, like, when people are blunt or rude or critis- critical of me, I take it very, very, like, personally and offensively. But then, on the other hand, I turn around and I am extremely self-critical and, you know, devaluing my own opinions and worth. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Like, it almost, it almost feels like the only times that I really, like, feel passionately or 
strong about myself is when someone else is like talking shit on myself it sort of feels like do you have like a family member that like you kind of don't like but then someone else has talked shit on them and then all of a sudden you're fucking standing up and defending them you know what i'm saying um or like a friend or something so you feel you feel you feel like your sadness your upsetness at someone else criticizing you is like you're relating that to defending yourself in a way yeah it's like like i feel like i think it's the opposite I think it's so powerful because it resonates with exactly the things you think about yourself. So they feel true. Yeah, but but in a way that invokes defensiveness, right? It's like the mechanism to cope with that. Mm. Really? See, I guess I don't see the, the sadness, the emotion as a defense. I feel like our defense is the thing that's trying to prevent us from having, from feeling those. I think it's, at least for me, like one thing that I still remember to this day that like kind of fucks me up, like really colors my thinking is like with my with my old group of friends, like the ones that I've told you about, like I remember one night we were all like drinking or something. And then um, one of the, you'd actually love this question, but like one of my friends uh, posed this question, like like what's your dialogue word? You know, cause like, like in, in stories, like they yell, they bark, mm. they scream, oh, they, they talk. And it was basically like, what is your dialogue word? And they went around, oh, you um, lament. I don't know what, it was probably like all very friendly things. Like you, um, you compliment. I don't know. I don't remember the exact ones, but the mm. one that she said for me that like really resonated with me and kind of made me really sad was like Charlie defends. Charlie defends, and um, that just had such a like profound impact on me, and like it really just saddened me in a way because I maybe you don't see that anymore, but that's like because I tried to change from that. Yeah. But at the time, it really like colored my feelings about myself. Mm. Um, because I, I, in a way, felt that I was constantly operating like on the defense. Yeah. Like I never, I never cared about something to go enough on the offensive about it. Yeah. But I just was kind of there to react and be abrasive when someone came onto me about sure. it. You know. Yeah. I actually, I feel like I have a lot of empathy for that. I like when you said your word is defend. I was like, that probably is mine too. Yeah. And I feel like only recently have I been stepping out of that a little bit. Like all of my um all of my constant explaining and analyzing and justification of my thoughts is is all defense, which is most of what I say. Right. So it's like it's also interesting in my brain. I like to analyze. Um I like to find I feel like that's just naturally where my brain goes. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I converse, but my brain naturally goes there because it's defense. It's also weird to think about though, because everything is a defense. In a way. It's just like, maybe it hurts more to, to know that you're being perceived as defensive. I mean, that also sucks too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Just like, I, I think we talk a lot about it, the animal instinct to you know you know not touch a hot fire or you know not dive deep in the ocean but like uh, genuinely i feel like there's an animal instinct to like defend yourself socially yeah you know like as there is as depressed and like self-loathing i can be like if someone says like you're a bitch i don't know (laughs) like i'll i'll get pissed (laughs) you know (laughs) i'll say that to you more then yeah fuck it kind of like wakes me up you know (laughs) fire in me yeah but it really does like i I, I, I'm sure there are people who are in states, sorrier states, to where even that doesn't, you know, prickle them. But, like, yeah. 
Yeah, in the, my worst states, if someone told me, like, I hate you. Yeah. Like, you're ugly. Like, I'd still be pissed off, you know? Sure. I mean, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how interested you are in this, but I did research a little while back on, like, on... Um, our the evolution of our emotional states and our sociability yeah. with people and like it all it all comes from defense mechanism and yeah. we also like interestingly we developed this second you know about the vagus nerve like does that sound familiar you remember that from AP psychology vaguely but what, yeah what it's it? it's like the it um, communicates to your brain or, or it's it's the pathway by which the brain and body interact with each other like if you feel physically bad makes you sadder if you feel sadder you feel physically worse yeah um so a bunch of animals had that just to tell to to describe to understand their own physical states in terms of like hunger thirst pain that Mm -hmm. kind of thing but then mammals developed this second pathway um which was special because it enabled us to have a separate or a different defense reaction that isn't just fight or flight which was which enabled socialization mm. um and uh, I'm, I'm explaining this so poorly but basically it it has become a part of our like it all developed out of still being a defense mechanism and our socialization is entirely like biologically necessary. Like we see it as, as, as much of a need as food or water. So like in the sense that we form our relationship with the world through social interaction kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like our, our safety to us feels just as contingent on, Mm -hmm. um, how well we're socializing yeah as like how much food do we have stored in our home yeah i mean that makes sense i guess that's why like being lonely is so terrifying Mm -hmm. being alone is so terrifying exactly yeah it feels like dying yeah right just weird yeah because like what if what if humans were were, were, uh, like a solitary creature i don't know well we i mean we wouldn't we, I, I feel like we wouldn't even be humans. Like, it would be hard to define us as humans because we would have never developed language or, like, maybe we could have developed tools and more complex ways to solve our own problems. But yeah. if we didn't band together, like, how how far out of the caves would we have ever gotten? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, we still have, like, social context, like, social uh, inclinations, but, like, our... Stronger inclination is solitude. Because that definitely exists among people. Well, introverts. Yeah, but, like, that's, like, the prevailing. You know, like, what does that look like? I don't know. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Because, in some ways, I I find that solitude, I, like, almost romanticize it or, like, val- or valorize it in the sense that, like, I see that as a standard to struggle to. Yes. You know? I totally agree. Well, yeah, it's, like, self-sufficiency. It's a value yeah. in self-sufficiency. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. And it, it, because I think it also feels like the better, like, like the messaging you always see is that the more okay you are with being alone, the more okay, like, the better you're going to interact with other people. Right. And that's very paradoxical because then, then you end up trying to be okay being alone for the sake of 
being better with other people and that ruins the whole thing definitely so. like yeah like i feel like i feel like in a sense um whenever i'm like oh i'm gonna go you know do i'm gonna do my work and in my room and be productive whatever yeah. i'm like but this is ultimately so i can show other people that like i'm in th- i am this way oh my god yes you know? dude like anything i anything i do like i i'm reading this book because i'm like oh i can this will probably be something i can talk about with someone yeah this is a conversation topic yeah i yeah. play the piano because like oh i can show someone that i play the piano yeah. 100 percent. yep yeah no I, I actually very much have that same thought process yeah for that sorry no go ahead i was just gonna say for that reason i think even though even though i'm very much on the nihilist nothing matters train yeah it's very it's easy for me to convince myself that the one thing that I want to make matter more than anything else is my relationships. And it's also why it's so like, so saddening when I think about not having that with people. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that really at the end of the day kind of feels real is like, um, is sociality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sociability. I don't know what the word, the noun would be, but yeah, it, it is one of those things that like, I know I really can fall back on. Yeah. And, and I do tend to challenge it. Like, well, like when I'm, when I do have those inclinations, I do get that sort of pushback in my, my, my brain where I'm like, that's not good. Mm. But maybe, I mean, maybe there is something to just accepting it. I am reading this book, not really for my personal enjoyment, mm-hmm. but ultimately for a, you know, social outcome. Cause I, I normally, I, that thought will usually cross, cross through my head and I'll be like, that sucks. Like you shouldn't be doing this. Exactly. And I, I am rarely accepting of that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And when you do accept it, it means that that it doesn't matter because you'll have the same experience of reading the book and being engaged. Like, you'll, you'll be allowed to be present because you believe or you've accepted that the foundation of what you're doing, mm-hmm. the why of what you're doing is okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, that that would probably be... Something that to to be more accepting of generally. Yeah. It's really yeah. I just I, I feel like the only the only way is just to keep mentally like almost burrowing, like trying to shine that spotlight of focus or attention on the thing that you're doing so much and just forcing yourself to when you get pulled away to keep coming back to it. It takes a lot of just like self control. Because I have the same like when I have those thoughts, my inclination is always like, well, if I'm doing this for for bonding with people, for socialization, why am I not just socializing? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. But then, like, it kind of... the I, I have a similar thing, but I, another barrier I have with socialization is, like... Um, and I can think of an exact example of this. is like, um, I'm not... I don't have the, like, necessary prerequisites to be able to socialize in the way I want to. You know what I'm saying? And my example was, I remember... Um, I went to this bookstore with Michael when we were in, in the downtown. P-town. Yeah. And, um, I, we were just checking out, we were hanging out there. Um, but when I was checking out the, uh, cashier or the owner, I don't know who it was, um, just like started to strike up a conversation about the science fiction writer that I, I bought a, like a short compendium of his works. And like, he just was asking questions like, Oh, you know, blah, 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 this, that, I don't really remember the details, but I couldn't have that conversation with him because I had never read this author before. I only heard of him and I had interest. Mm-hmm. And 
it's almost like I can't make that decision to go socialize with certain people because I don't have like, I don't know if you put it in like video game terms, like I, I guess I don't have like the the stats for it, you know, like I, I, I haven't read his shit. So like I don't have the actual like the, the cred to do it. You know what I'm saying? So do you feel you feel like to you're not a you don't. Huh. Going into a conversation as the unknower is not really an option for you. Yeah, I mean, it should be. Yeah. But, like, I I guess I want to be. I want to be on that same level to where I can have that conversation. Sure. Because I usually find that so much more fun in well, a lot of cases. Sure. I feel yeah. like the way to... I mean, maybe one way to bring yourself to it is just to dive into... Like, to, to totally accept that you know nothing and yeah. then ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. I feel like that's what helps me a lot. No, yeah. And me too. I just, for some reason, I'm averse to that. It's hard for me to get myself to do that. You're like, you just don't like doing it. I want to project an image of myself. Like I know what I'm talking about. Kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's okay. in, and it's, it's struck. It's a struggle to like admit that even if I know they probably would prefer that. Right. In a lot of cases, like maybe unless it's so like just question. Yeah. And, and, and in a lot of cases, they might be a kind of stuck up douchebag. Like, Oh, you don't know. <laughs> the author's name is ironically Philip Dick. <laughs> You've heard of him, but yeah, you don't know any works of Dick, <laughs> but um, uh, you don't know the Dick anthology. Um, but like, keep them coming. Yeah, I, I probably could. Yeah, I know. Um, but um, in most cases, they wouldn't be like that. You know, they wouldn't be like snooty yeah, about it. They, they'd probably be excited that they get to like you know sort of let that let that go exactly and like, and, and, and talk about that and be the authoritative figure. Yeah. But for some reason, I just, I, in most cases, I'll never make that decision. It's just like, I'm averse to it, you know? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something you could work on if you want. Probably. Yeah. I think like, like after reflecting on it, I've, I've realized that I think I just project way more social, um, not maybe authority, but, um, like it's, it's, I prefer to to be the person who is who listens and just asks because that I, I almost it's almost like the overthinking got me there like if I'm not okay with that it to it shows me that I'm insecure with not knowing about this thing yeah and I think and I guess I tell myself that that's kind of bullshit um, so weirdly I've I have gotten to that spot which is kind of nice you were that shakes up is what you prefer being the being the listener yeah most of the time most of the time yeah I would say so too and I, like actually like I that is also most of the time what I prefer but to voluntarily put myself in that position is mm. challenging mm. like and it, I think it's why I like love classes for example yeah because it's like I level playing field yeah it's like I'm not the smart one in the room and that's the point you know, the point is that there's a well-read, you know, qualified person who's talking about it. And that's great to me. That's almost liberating. Because, like, when you're at a party... Yeah. And I actually, I would disagree with that. I don't think it's level playing field. I think it's the exact opposite, right? Like, there is someone who's clearly elevated. I thought, yeah, I was yeah. thinking in terms of the other students. Oh, Like, yeah. you're all reading the same material and shit. Yeah. But I get what you're saying about the teacher. Yeah, but, like, if I'm at, like, at a party or something mm-hmm. with people who are relatively of the same status... Sure. ...or background as me... Yeah. I feel like that's, like, the fucking Hunger Games, you know? Interesting. Because it's, like, it's like I I have to distinguish myself or else I'm 
you know, if, if, if I'm the one who's listening, then I'm not the one who's talking mm-hmm. kind of thing. And yeah. that, and that's, that to me just feels like I'm completely being subsumed by whoever does have the floor kind of thing. I feel that way sometimes. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I like to think that I'm not completely like attention whore-ish or like trying to like control this, this, the dialogue or like be, you know, the top thing on everybody's mind. But I, I do genuinely have this fear of not sort of standing out in a crowd. Yeah. Um, I understand. So being in a classroom is nice because I am forced to just sit there and listen and be another student, you know? Yeah. It's funny when you say that, I think about as a kid, I, I was the opposite of that. I was the kid that was standing out in the classroom despite the fact that I was just, that I was just, just as much of a student as everyone else. Yeah. Um, no, but I see what you're saying. Like, it doesn't feel... Yeah, with a party, with a lot of social functions, it, it does... I, I hear you where it feels like... Like, this is like this is a big opportunity for me to showcase myself, and I need to do it well. And um, especially with, like, with people you're, you're attracted to, or you want to be attracted to you, it's like, I... There's this particular standard... That I'm working up to, like I don't yeah. want to give any icks. It's like a, it's like it's like a peacock. Yeah, you know exactly. It's totally like a peacock. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it is hard to get out of that. It's hard to get out of that, and it's yeah. I feel like it's hard to stay present in conversations in those contexts too. It's almost like it's it's the should I be doing something else, but just on a completely different scale. It's yeah. Like, should I be in another part of this room talking to another person um yeah yeah i second guess myself with like almost everything i do yeah. in those situations yeah like those are usually like when i'm in the, the worst mental states all really? the time yeah in those situations because yeah, like that's same. when i'm like really trying hard and like i'm i sometimes i get to a point where i'm just like fuck it and then i get to unleash the beast and just kind of be who i am but like yeah most of the time i'm really kind of stuck up on like what I should be doing and I, I can it can feel really bad yeah you know oh yeah yeah and you just get you're just so hard on yourself yeah very self-critical I yeah I get that it's weird though because the flip side of the coin is I'm always excited to attend these things because it's like it's an opportunity to perform well yeah. on the most important stage yeah no i i always look forward to it and then like i take it really hard if it doesn't go how i want to yeah and there are so many like tiny moments that you can just fix it on yeah and just be like oh fucking jesus christ yes so yeah yeah and i, and I do <laughs> yeah um and it's like you, i i i've I, i've been thinking about this a little bit recently like the standard of, per, of perfection or like that it's kind of like just the spark with like different things like it, and it either has it or it doesn't have it it's kind of yeah. hard to conceptualize but like i feel like there's so many different like there's social situations i can recall that like i did have that spark yes and it did work and i feel like good about it yeah and other times where it doesn't and i just like feel horrible about it and i feel worse about it um even if it like went well than if i just didn't go at all like or i, I, I didn't attend at all kind of thing same like like one example i could i could give you is like when we when we've gone over to like 
Gabrielle's friend's place. Yeah. Like, the first time they're like, oh, Charlie's so funny, blah, 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 that one girl liked me. Yeah. Or, like, was, you know, generally, you know, interested in me in some case, uh, in some sense. Um, And I sort of felt like, oh, wow, I did really well. Yeah. You know, like, pat on the back, like, you know, you get to, you get to first, first bat the next time. Yeah. For the next game. And then, like, the next time that we went, it's like, I had a good time, but, like, I wasn't special. I, I, yeah, or, like, I didn't I didn't do what people expected me to, to mm. also talk, like, and I, I didn't have that spark, so yeah. just, like, uh, I, I just almost, in a sense, commodified myself, like, then what fucking good am I? Exactly. You know? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just have the same feelings. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's hard to think about how to deal with them. Obviously, like anything else, self-compassion. Yeah. Um, but... <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, a- it, it just feels like some nights it, it happens to work, and some nights it doesn't. Definitely. Like it might bone her up. Okay. I... I have to pee like a motherfucker. I'm pretty tired. Yeah. You down to to cut this for like two and a half? Yeah. If that's if that's good with you, do we? We we did we did a good job. <laughs> I guess you'll have to listen and find out. Is this making the uh, is this making the numbers that you need to? Uh, time wise, yeah. We mm. haven't pu- I haven't published yet. All right. We'll have to see. Let's call it. Fuck yeah. Um, I don't have a good way to sign off. So bye.